Welcome, Welcome to Podlicka Chat. This your girl Shay. And it's your girl Key. Come lock in with us with your pot, your cup, while we talk some real foodie shit. So, let's get started. I'm going to give a little bit about myself. Then Lachey's going to tell us a little bit about herself. And then we're going to flow into the rest of the show. Um, a little bit about myself. Let's see. Um, I'm a queer black millennial living in the D.C. area, but originally from Georgia. Um, I was born a foodie and have been eating all kinds of cuisines since I was at least knee high to a grasshopper. And at this point in my life, I'd love to learn more, do more, and explore more. So starting this podcast with you, Shay, is my first step in doing that and building a community of folks to share and connect with via food. So Shay, why don't you give the people a little bit about you? So food has been pretty much a part of my life from the beginning. I took food seriously probably in college. So that's when you had to cook on your own. You had mm-hmm. to figure shit out. And I was tired of eating noodles. <laughs> so I would say from one of those holiday breaks, my grandma was visibly just tired of being the only one cooking. And I was her sous chef. I watched her make the dirty rice, the gumbo, the jambalaya, the potato salad, all that. And one of those college days, I just started, you know, vamping up my little food uh, categories. And from there, I just kind of took off. In college, um, I did a study abroad with a friend, and we had an idea of doing like a food TV series type of thing. Um, Did a little bit of that as an experience, but now on this foodie podcast with you, I got my own little like Shay's Kitchen jumping off and I just love everything food. I love cooking it, recreating it, sharing it, sometimes teaching it, just kind of my element. And with this podcast, I'm going to talk all my foodie shit. (laughs) I know that's right. Speaking of which, let's talk about our name. Right? Potlicka. And where it comes from. So we're both from the South, right? Yeah. Both from Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. Your family from Louisiana, mine, Georgia, and South Carolina. Yeah. And greens are a staple in our in our uh, diets, right? Collard greens. Yeah. And that's where potlicka comes from, right? It's that braising liquid, that good old... That juice. Exactly. That the greens are stewed down in or braised or cooked down in. And that just creates the basis so much goodness that you can just... Flavor. Yes, that you can sop up with cornbread. Right? Mm. 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 Getting hungry. Listen, <laughs> a few seconds of silence for delicious cornbread and collard greens. needed that so yes as you guys can see we love talking about food we love talking about good food um good food and so that's why we started this podcast so we can talk all things food all thing all recipes you know chat about our culinary adventures both solo and together yeah um and and stay abreast on what's happening in the culinary world right and i like to talk about bad food too yes need to warn the people Yes, we do. Baby. <laughs> Everybody don't need to be in the kitchen. 
<laughs> that is very true. You know, um, food should be flavorful and not just look pretty. You yeah. In the restaurant. Right. So. So we'll hit you with some like categories, what we call that shit hit. Yes. We'll share some of our favorites, mm-hmm. whether it's something we tasted, we ventured or something we made our own. We'll also be sharing with culinary techniques, tips, tricks, things we learned from professionals, from watching our favorite food competitions on TV, and things that we just happened to learn upon uh, various food culinary adventures as we travel the world. So that will be coming. And we would like to hopefully have some guest appearances, yes. some chefs, some other podcasts, foodies. Yeah. This is just a platform to, to just kind of sit at the table. Absolutely. I would love to speak with other foodie and folks who just love to cook, who love to eat, who are well-traveled and know where to go to eat because not all of the high-end restaurants are, are is where the good It's a lot right. of the hole in the wall, a lot of the where you find best out there. For sure. We're bringing this to you and hopefully we can create a community of folks who we can share more with, broaden our community, broaden our reach, and maybe eventually travel and eat together one day. That's something that I would love to see happen. And by the end of this show, we need you to like, subscribe, share. Yes. Like, subscribe, share. We're on Spotify and Anchor. Um, that's where you can find our show, but we'll also be on iTunes and pretty much any platform where you can get your um, podcast. Kiki, tell us what hit. For sure. So, um, last week I had a high moment while I was shopping at Benchmark because I was intending me to increase the amount of vegetables in my diet because hormones. So... I intended to go into the grocery store and buy all these veggies and all this stuff. And I was going to make these <laughs> soups and these beautiful salads. And then I got over there by that seafood market and I saw all this beautiful crab and beautiful oh. shrimp, fish, name it, snappers, everything. And so I got distracted. <laughs> and uh, This is why I don't like going to grocery shopping high because then right. my mind goes into top chef mode and I start buying every damn thing, okay? And that's what happened here. So I saw these beautiful uh, Maryland crabs and they were already cleaned, uh, but they left that gorgeous crab fat. So I said, I saw one pack and I saw several other packs. I said, well, let me just get one. And I, I pulled them out and I said, what the hell am I going to do with this? Because I, I really didn't want, you know, a classic seafood boil. I, I really wasn't interested in that. So um, I remembered I had just watched this video of the guy, Mark Weiss from Migrationology, who's everywhere on YouTube, on you know Instagram, all those places. And he had just gone to Trinidad and he had all this amazing food. And I remember one of the dishes that he had was this curry crab dish. So I quickly <laughs> Googled inside of H Mart, Trini curry crab recipe. And I found all these different recipes. So I spent a few minutes reading all the different recipes, understanding that the most crucial element that I needed was the green seasoning. So I went, found all of the herbs. That's some love about HMR too. Shout out to Acre. They have everything possible. So I got everything that I needed there to create the green seasoning base. And then I already had majority of all the spices um, that were going to be used. And I got some fresh seasonings as well, some scallions and all that thyme some scotch bonnet peppers which again you can only find at h mart in the dc area which is such a shame 
Um, but I got all those ingredients, got back to the house and, you know, put on some, some Trini music, you know, some Trini to the bone and, um, got in my vibe and I, you know, followed a, a combination of all the recipes that I read and oh my God, when I tell you that shit hit, bruh. It sounds so good. Like you had the vibe set mm -hmm. and what people don't realize music can be incorporated with food. So the whole training music to get you in the mood while you just basically cooking up your own like recipe. So tell the people a little bit more about what made this dish trendy. What kind of seasonings, flavors, herbs would make this crab dish trendy? Well, it was a combination of things that made it trendy. So it was okay. crab curry um, or mm. curry crab. I forgot how, I forget which way they say it. Um, but basically one of the bases of the marinades for it was the green seasoning, which is ubiquitous okay seasoning blend um in trini and it's a fresh seasoning blend so it's made with culantro or what they call shadow benny um mm -hmm. actual cilantro lime um celery green pepper scallions um scotch bonnets that's very very crucial scotch bonnets because it is spicy um and thyme fresh thyme yeah. Um, so it's like a lot of different green. That's why I call it green seasoning because it ends up looking very green. It's a lot of very fresh green herbs. So like I said, thyme, scallion, you know, lime, green peppers, like bell pepper, if you will, celery, uh, scotch bonnet, which is orange, which is beautiful because it gets that like little flecks of orange um, and red. So, or you can do habanero if you don't have access to scotch bonnet. Yeah. Um, and there's ginger. So it's this really beautiful, complex, uh, fresh seasoning blend that you use to as a base for seasoning the, the crab. And then I added coconut milk because I was making the curry. So once I you know, did that, I added coconut. But before I did all of that, I fried off the curry, which is a common okay. technique in, in Caribbean cuisine where you put it in some coconut oil or some grapeseed oil, avocado oil, whatever oil. And then you add your curry, your dry curry mm. blend, which mm. I use a Trinidad, a classic Trinidad and Tobago curry seasoning blend called Chief Curry. Mm. Um, so I fried that in there with ghee and a little duck fat and then after i fried the curry off then i went in and i added some fresh seasoning some garlic some shallots some thyme some cilantro and parsley uh, that i chopped up real fine added that in there fried it up with the curry then put in the crab which had been pre-seasoned or marinated with the green seasoning that i made and added that in there um and then added the coconut milk um and then just let that cook off and cook down until all that delicious curry goodness was seeped into every crevice of the crab so that when you broke it open and just sucked all that delicious goodness mixed with kind of like the sweetness of the the natural sweetness of the crab oh my god it was so good it was oh girl beyond delicious. it was just flavor on top of flavor on top i think one of the most non-traditional things that i may have done was just add duck fat at the beginning uh, um uh. but I, I think they probably would use ghee because there's a lot of indian influence in trinidadian food and culture so i, I right. wouldn't be surprised if they use ghee as a fat but i love the what duck fat does i love how it adds a nice kick of umami yeah, it was it was it was one of them dishes. It explains why that shit hit. Cause you just described the buildup of flavor on flavor on flavor. Mm -hmm. 
how to just extract and just combine. Mm-hmm. It was, girl, I'm hungry. It was so good. I'm a little salty. I didn't get to taste it either, but yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make it again. I, I didn't, it was my very mm-hmm. first time ever making it, but yeah. I do, you know, struggle with a little bit of, so it's only going to be me and who tries my first dish, but I'm making it, but I'm plan, confident about it now. I could be your tester. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't be, but you, you can't level at least like, it's going to taste good. Okay. <laughs> it may be not where you want it, but it's going to taste good. Yes. Very true. So that shit does sound like a hit. Yeah. So what I gathered is that when you went into H Mart, Mm -hmm. that wasn't the plan, but that's what happened. That's what happened. That's what happened. I I went in with a much different, which is why I made them green beans, Um, because (laughs) that's what I went in there to make, okay, to get. Um, But I came out with crab and bust my. But it's all good. It's all good. I'm back on track now. You can never go wrong with seafood in my eyes. Yes, but you know, I'm a little biased. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad I, I did that. Very good. So try you some Trini crab because mm-hmm. that shit hit. Have you been to Trinidad before? No, I have not. Um, I have not been that way yet. I want to go there. I think. And I want to have. Same. Same. We should do that. I would love to go for um, their uh, carnival. Oh, yeah. Because I just want to get me a custom like suit mate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that would be lit. We should plan to do that. I always wanted to we go really to We should. I mean, I really want to go mostly for the food, but I do want to experience. Yeah. I do like it as well. It'll be a whole vibe. And that shit would hit too. Oh, you are. You know, anywhere black people are, <laughs> that food's going to be. Okay. So moving on to our culinary technique of the week, where we will be discussing various tips and tricks on how to perfect um, preparing and cooking various foods. Um, we got our girl Shay coming at us this week with a interesting technique. Uh, what you got for us, Shay? So let me give you a little back history about this technique. I knew about roasting before I was actually roasting. So that's the technique of roasting, right? Mm-hmm. So back in the day before I started cooking for real, folks used to roast people. <laughs> and when you get roasted, boy, you being the one getting roasted, you just feel like you just, the body just blood rushing through the flowing through the body. You just feel embarrassed. You just get in like cook real tense in that thing while somebody just cooking your ass. <laughs> so roasting, translating into the technique, it's the process of cooking either a meat, vegetable, in the oven. So it's very similar to baking, but you use the term baking for like you know breads and cakes and pies and all that but we're roasting it's all that heat indirect heat just cooking up the food and i love roasting veggies like that's my go-to but you know predominantly people know things like pot roast and you know (laughs) roasting meats (laughs) why are you laughing Say why you have to say it like that? Pot roast. What? What I said? You said pot roast like it was the most disgusting thing. Like it wasn't worth eating. I mean, because it's so basic. Because <laughs> it's so basic. I mean, but that's what people think. You know, they're like, oh, a pot roast or, you know, shit like that. But yeah. Yeah. I'm just... But it was just the way that you said pot roast. <laughs> like, <laughs> you mad you even had to bring it up. <laughs> Anywho. So with the technique of roasting, 
there's like different methods of it, of course, just like all cooking techniques. You can do that slow, hello, you know what I'm saying, where you basically your ass ain't eating for hours um, or all day. So make sure you got another backup of what you eat and why you cooking that. Um, so for instance, like pot roast, I know a lot of people, you instead of using the oven, they use, uh, what you would call it? Um, crock pot? What you, yeah, the crock pot. Yeah. So I have one of those, but I predominantly use my instant pot nowadays. But yeah, crock pot. Mm. So, you know, if you want to cook it low and slow, you put it, I would say nowhere less than 325 Fahrenheit. Mm. And you just Cook your meat or your veggies like low and slow. Um, or you can do the high tip. You want to cook it faster. I think it would depend on the type of meat, how tender the meat is that you're cooking. But overall, with roasting, you want to get that good, not necessarily char, but even cook over your meat or vegetables. Um, something I would say that I roast often um, is actually garlic. Roasting, roast garlic is like a lot of my go-to's and a lot of my recipes and things I cook. Mm-hmm. So it's not necess- it's kind of like a prep thing for me sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm cooking a meat or like mashed potatoes or something. I'll roast me some good garlic, let it simmer, put my oil over it, some seasonings, and just let that thing go ham. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing about roasting is that when you put it in the oven, you go. You go away. <laughs> and you let it do its thing. <laughs> Set it and forget it. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> let me ask you this. Definitely like a. I'm sorry. What you said? Um, let me ask you this. Did your mom or your or your grandma have them old school granite roasting pans? The black with the the black and the white spots. Yep. Yep. Girl, hell yeah. <laughs> Boy, when I tell you them things turn out the best goddamn turkey wings I've ever had in my goddamn <laughs> life. <laughs> Woo! Anything coming out that pot. It's going to go ham. You're going to smell it all day, Listen, but you ain't eating that shit till later. You talking about set it and forget it. Be mad. Be smelling that <laughs> shit before you even leave the house for church. <laughs> mad you leaving the going away from the food. Come back still. Hey, damn, eat. You better get a damn and sandwich. And that's the thing with roasting. You have to have true patience. Yes. Like, yeah. that's why I said. Have your backup snack or lunch, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. because it's going to be a minute. But it's different when you're roasting veggies. They don't typically have to be in there that long. Oh, of course. Right. Yeah. But it's, I think we're roasting veggies and people roast fruits. I should add that because you can roast fruits and you're really just extracting all that flavor from it. It's, I think, probably one of the best ways and best qualities you can see in fruits and vegetables when you roast them. Yeah, I like grilling fruit. Well, I like grilling fruit. I've had grilled pineapple, but I prefer like oh, yeah. grilled peaches, apricot, like that. Oh, grill mm-hmm. that. And then put it over a salad or look at you hungry. Listen, you didn't introduce a new technique. And I done made, <laughs> um, I had, uh, I did, I did bread. I did a roasted Ooh. beet. Right? It was, well, the juice. Where? Um, it was so good. Cause I typically, when I roast the beets, I only roast them to cook them first before I pickle them. Cause I don't like them pickled. Mm-hmm. Um, so I roast them first and then pickle them. But one time I took the juice and I made a little quick vinaigrette and really, really amazing with some garlic confit and mm. a little Dijon mustard, a little white wine vinegar. Um, I think I did a little olive or not olive, avocado oil and something else. It was just off the fly, but it was damn good. And I was like, this is a roasted beet vinaigrette that I made. This is crazy. <laughs> 
So yeah, no, it's, it's pretty good. But yeah, I love roasting too. It's definitely one of my favorite classic techniques that you just really classic can't go wrong with. It's like it's one of those things that's really hard to mess up too, unless you don't let it go longer. When it comes to yeah. dance and protein outside of veggies, I love to just kind of experiment with the flavors too. Like mm -hmm. I was saying, how I add different seasonings. Mm -hmm. Beyond seasonings, I'm ask, I'm adding like some liquid flavors, mm -hmm. some oils. Mm -hmm. Like I like to do chili oils on some of my meat. Mm. Um, I like to add like I'm a really big fan of like um, hoisin sauce and soy sauce and Worcestershire sauce. Mm -hmm. You say you are or you're not. You are a fan or, or you're you? not a big. Fan? I am. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I like I like those things. I add a little, not necessarily actual salt. Mm -hmm. And I just use that to kind of add in some salty flavors. Yeah. Um, balsamic vinaigrette, mm -hmm. like all those. Yeah, for sure. It's like a lot of the, yeah, it adds to the the juice or the pot liquor that ends up happening when you roast from, you get the meat, the meat juices, the seasoning and all that. It just kind of simmers all that flavor. Do you ever use any cooking wines to, like when you make Oh, hell yeah. What could, what are your favorite cookies? When you're, when you're um, I would have to say sherry. I use okay. that. Um, I want to say red wine vinegar too. Okay, that's probably like two that I always have in here. Um, but yeah, I definitely would love to expand on some of the wines I use. But typically, if I don't have like sherry or red wine vinegar, I use the wine that I drink and I pour that shit in there. So I do like a lot of sweet blends or just red blends um and i just throw it in there and see see how it work like um whenever i'm roasting um short ribs i definitely use uh red wines like red blends it's never usually the same okay yeah yeah so roasting is a technique you guys should use it's similar to baking so look you kind of already doing it but um yeah it's that I want to make something. I'm, I want to eat it later, but I want to impact some flavor. So you, you know, roast your shit or get roasted if that shit nasty. <laughs> All right. So that wraps up this episode. Um, I've had. It's a wrap. Yeah. I've had so much fun. Um, can't wait to keep coming back and talking more. And I hope you guys keep tuning in. Um, in our next episode where we'll be talking about braising as a technique and exploring some Indian cuisine. Yeah, we're going to maybe it'll be under that shit hit <laughs> or it won't. We'll see. Maybe it'll get roasted. But I hope you. Oh, <laughs> okay, my bad. So I hope your cup, your pot is full. If it's half full, come back for more. If it's full, come back for more. Like, share, subscribe. We yes. want to have more pot like a talk. And tune in. We'll be posting videos on G, on TikTok, so you can see some of these techniques. And we can't wait to keep connecting and sharing with y'all. Real pot like a shit. Real pot like a shit. Mm -hmm.